my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life, man. If that's destiny, I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life, man. If that's destiny, damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by 13th Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That is yours truly, truly, me, Brad Biggs with 13th Step Tone Solutions and Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. Jonathan, how you doing today, bud? I'm good, good. Waking up. Uh, I mean, we started a one. We got a little, it's an afternoon show. I mean... You goddamn night creatures! I swear, <laughs> I'm not hey. jealous. I'm not jealous. I hey, used you know, to be one. Living in living in venues <laughs> is not so bad. We got a band in with us today. Bottom of the barrel. Are you guys? What are you guys out of Oklahoma City? You claim or? Yep. yep. Okay. Well, we were yes, once sir. all based in Oklahoma City, and that made band practices a lot easier. But since we've scattered to the four corners. Oh no. We got like one in Mustang and one in uh, L. Uh, not El Reno. Where are you in Midwest City? Yeah, Midwest City, and, and then Joel's we got and Hera. Norman. And I'm in Bethany and, and uh, Ransom's in Oklahoma Joel's City. and Hera. Hera, America. Is he really? Yeah, and he drives every day to Norman to work. Wow. That's, that's where I'm from, man. Hera, <laughs> Hera, Hera America, yeah. yeah is that, isn't that where you're from? That's too, where Ken's Ken? from, too. Our man. bass player, Ken. Oh, man. Uh, all kinds of all kinds of hometown vibes going yeah. on in here. So tell us, oh, yeah. so who do we got here? We got uh, Casey Dillon. We've got Justin. How do you pronounce that? Man, it's uh, Justin Yafgeni Barrieska. Okay. I'm just kidding. All right. It's Justin Mojeski. Mojeski, okay. <laughs> Mojeski. Call, call him Mojo for short. Over there yes, in the back, you. he's not mic'd up with us right now, but he's here. Kenneth Murrow on the bass. How you guys doing, man? Doing well, man. Doing How good. Doing? Little little tired, little hungover. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Y'all had a, a, a pretty decent gig last night over there at our little hometown place over at uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Corners. Yes, sure. We y'all had have... JJ's uh, alley the night before. Oh, yeah. yeah. So y'all been doing a runner, huh? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Running around. It's a pretty usual weekend for us doing one or two shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's it's uh, one of the things I've I've seen, especially like coming out of like the COVID, everything yeah. is kind of just weird. Is uh, if it's if it's not on a festival, it seems like festivals are just overbearing right now. Everything is a fucking festival. Yeah, mm-hmm. or it's it's a lot of bands that like end up getting overexposed in the city that they run because it's oh yeah, people are actually wanting to see some gigs now, you know, and mm-hmm. right, people are getting out. Night, you know, weather's starting to be. It's a, it's we'll a say nice, you know, <laughs> yeah. what they call it, it's a, a two-sided sword, a double-sided sword. It's like, yeah, it's great to have lots of shows, but then you're doing lots of work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, uh, most people on this, on where we're at is they have full-time jobs as yeah. well, families. And right. it's like, it's, that's just difficult just to get five, oh, yeah. five heads in the same room on a collective oh, yeah. endeavor. It's, it's like pulling, not pulling teeth. That's not, it's, people are willing to practice, but it's tough to get time. Yeah, to practice and like after you know working a full day. Luckily, we've been playing you know for so long now, nearly like five years. That's that like it's five years. It, it takes us one or two songs and we're back into the, the groove. Well, uh, how did all of this kind of come together? I mean, as far as um, shoot, that's uh, a long story. But yeah, we all just kind of found each other. It well, was kind of weird. Uh, Justin and Ken <laughs> knew each other before I ever met them. Just yeah, we leave. started off uh, playing at uh, this place called the Whiskey Barrel Saloon. And Ken had a name. Well, actually, first what happened is Ken had the idea of starting a bluegrass band 
and I just kind of happened to want to play. He's like, come over and play with us, you know? And I was like, dude, I've never played this ever in my life. So I just decided to go over there, and ever since then, it's just been like kind of what we practiced on, and then we started playing at Whiskey Barrel Saloon uh, for free beer. Is what it, it was open mics, actually, <laughs> and it started with free beer. And I was like, dude, let's just like start trying to make money with this. And they started paying us like fifty dollars uh, plus the free beer. We always, well, yeah, I always mean, ask yeah. for, the free, for the freebies, you know. And then uh, it, it kind of got to a point where we we're stepping on some toes. I feel like because then they were like, we want you to host this open mic night and stuff. And then we we're stepping on other people's toes. And so there's a little animosity between other bands and stuff because we just kind of like. Some, escalated that's, some small town that's BS. Where, that's where yeah. it goes yeah. yeah i know and yeah. then like you know that was before i even joined the band yeah and then we put up a post on the craigslist because we we're looking for more musicians because i was like we need some more flavor we need like more dynamics and stuff and Different i had just sounds. moved back i had uh, lived in new york for like uh two or three years and then i lived in nashville for a little bit and i was like i'm I'm tired of being poor and broken away from my family. So, like, I'll go back home. So, you decided to join a band? No. I decided to come back home. I decided to come back home to be with my family. And it's like, well, uh, you know, I'll get a job and, you know, see what's happening around here. And I didn't expect to join a band. I was just, you know, rolling the dice on a Craigslist ad. I guess I was feeling suicidal or something. Yeah. And, and we were we were writing songs in this garage, and we were pretty much drinking every night, writing these drinking songs, and, you know, because we were capitalizing at a bar at the moment. So we wrote all these songs, and then, you know, I had to go work in New Mexico, so I was down there, and he came in the picture with the Craigslist ad. Uh, Ken was there, but I wasn't, and the garage was a mess because we left it a mess. So there's like beer cans everywhere, you know. Yeah, Ken, empty bottles. Up, and... Open the door. He's got <laughs> his Doberman barking at me. He's like, "Ah, come on, hang out in the garage." And I get there, and it's got like uh, Ken's kind of. He's not a hoarder. He's a collector. That's a nice <laughs> way of putting. If, if anyone knows, he loves lamps. Yeah, he's so got he's got a bunch lamps. of stuff in this garage, and you know, it's like the epitome is like you know this. I've been living in New York. It's like I haven't seen this kind of like scene in a long time. You know, there's no uh, garages full of junk in New York. Yeah, because what did you have? Like a bunch of you lived in an apartment, right? Yeah, I lived I'm in sure. like a, a little th- uh, three hundred square three hundred square apartment. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And so it was just like, well, you know, this is a nice homecoming. And uh, Ken was playing like some guitar, and I brought my fiddle, and he's like, oh, this is okay. And he's like, please come by when Justin's in town. I promise you'll. You'll really like him. Yeah, know? I left it to him to play all the songs on guitar and sing. So I, and I came he, back two weeks later. I met Justin, and you know, I was like, "Well, this is pretty cool." So I stuck around. Well, did you guys have a, in mind uh, like because it seems like a lot of people start off and it's you know they play some covers, their favorite, yeah. whatever, to find that or oh uh, no, we never played covers. We just started. Uh, Justin had a, a large amount of, of of originals. Yeah, and it was pretty weird because me and him, like I said, me and Burnt over here used to just play out in our garage and have it open. The middle of summer. Burnt is playing. Ken's uh, uh, nickname. Yeah, we were just uh, playing really loud in the garage, and people were walking by because we used to live in this neighborhood, and they would just walk by with their babies and stuff and just stop and be like, can we listen to y'all? And then we had like maybe one or two people just running by that always stop by and stuff. A crazy lady? Yeah, there was a crazy lady across the street, too, that was like cracked out or something. <laughs> and I swear, she used to come over there and always like, hey, yeah. I just want to hang out with y'all and stuff. I'm like, no. Freebird! Oh, God. You got to go. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. She was one of those. It was, it was pretty intense. 
So that's that's different. I've I mean, hell, every band I've ever been in, it starts off with at least doing some covers. So you guys jumped well, right we, into songwriting. We I mean, uh, well, we were the I was a, I'm a songwriter too, and Ken's a, or Ken, Justin's a songwriter. So we just had a lot of originals. But when we decided, like you know, whenever you got to go do shows, you got to get you can't do all originals. Yeah. yeah. No matter yeah. what, like small bar you're playing, and you got to at least have majority covers. Yes, or people are something start the walking. crowd can relate to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it's, that's that's one thing. We're, we're kind of like, we're in the middle of maybe building a show, mm. and it's acoustic flavored, and we're like, how do we how do we sell this with original material? Yeah. That's a tough one. And especially the bar scene, it seemed like a lot of them prefer to hear the top 40 or covers. Or Man, whatever. all you got to do is sing about drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It's, what it, it really, it's, it's, it's more on the shoulders of the venue. To like create the uh, the environment that you're going to hear original music, you know, if you're it's a most place, you know, whenever you're first starting, what you're doing is basically these venues put you in you into a place and you're bomb, you're surprise attacking this audience with music half the time. You that's know, they're going fa- there just to have a drink and mm-hmm. you're just like there just happens to be live music, right? And that's right. always my favorite part. And you're and you're hoping that you know that these people who are like ambushed by your music will be like, hey, that's pretty good, and they'll become a fan. And that that's the eternal struggle struggle of like every musician. Well, in bars, it's like that's one thing we talk about often too is the difference in the vibe of of a of a bar gig versus yeah. a, a bar that happens to have music yeah. playing versus a venue that yeah. happens to serve alcohol. Yeah, like, that's it's, exactly it's, it. It's, it's it's just a different. That's exactly it. Kind of thing, but at the same time, if you're a working band, you got to recognize the difference and play to that yeah. play to that difference. Oh yeah. right, but you know as. Like I said, you guys, y'all's names come across our desk over the last uh, couple of months pretty regularly. Cool. So y'all are definitely out there working and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. um, where has it has it changed? Say like post COVID for y'all because everything went weird there for a, a while, and then on the backside of it, it's like we, a little bit of a slingshot. Yeah, we've been kind of yeah. watching just how how. Th- like different people, friends of ours, songwriters, and yeah. different genres that are uh, kind of navigating this, and it seemed like there's no familiarity between any of band. Everybody's just kind of got their own thing. Like, yeah. oh, this is what happened to us, and then that's just what happened. There's there's no like set path to yeah. this shit. Yeah, there really isn't. I mean, <laughs> we we started like in like 2019 or 2019, and we were like you know practicing twice a week and like really building up a lot of covers to fill out the you know like the basic minimum three hour sets uh and and then like that covid hit but you know we're in oklahoma yeah so nothing fully shut down it just didn't it became less regular it got weird it got weird it got that's weird. exactly yeah, what it, is. it just and, got weird and the you know depending on how far away you from the city the rules you know got more loose and loose yeah. you know which is the best by the way but we, i was like I mean, man i hate wearing these masks man. and you know we all we all we all came out to you know i know other people didn't fare as well but we us personally we all fared we got through it just fine so i was only it may have not been the the perfect okay. decision but it is the decision we made and um I think during that time also we were able to still continue to grow without the pressure. I think because the world was kind of shutting down a little bit, it was like that we could still like work on our, our music. Yeah. But there wasn't be like, Oh, we have to make it happen right now, right now, right now, because the world's passing us by since the world's kind of like halting a little bit. We like, it felt like we could catch up a tiny bit. Yeah. And, and, and society kind of gave all bands a, a, a chance to rehearse and yeah. get, get new material out there. Oh, yeah. 
one thing I've noticed too is is um, the way music is released is changed as well. Even yeah. on even on the big bands like the big mm-hmm. big yeah. records and stuff, it's like a lot of bands have gone the way of doing the singles again and then it's, pressing an album at the end of the year and yeah. touring that. And I've noticed it's the only the people that it can afford to release. Like what? Morgan Wallen just dropped like a third. Like it's like thirty-eight song album. Oh, it's like thirty-six. That's only possible if you <laughs> have a, a humongous. But label. I want you to know though that he has so many top charts, like top. That's because he works with like thirty-eight songwriters, you know, in like you know <laughs> hey. four different producers. You know, he has a humongous. I mean, I'm not going to deny he's got he's a talented person, but he has a humongous marketing machine behind him. And if you're even like slightly a step below that, you only do a single. Maybe a, a one a year, or may actually uh, uh, Spotify and other platforms are designing it. Yeah. So local artists and like lower artists cannot keep up with the bigger artists oh, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Because right. like a bigger artist can put out an entire album, but but yet they're making it where these artists like oh if you want to be on this playlist you can't mm-hmm. you can't you can only submit one or two songs but if you put out an entire album on our platform yeah. then you can't submit those songs because you can only submit two songs per album or yeah. something like that. So there's so many rules. That are kind of it's, it's, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense to like to release anything other than a single unless you have uh, like a marketing machine. Yeah, so unless you it. have something behind it. Yeah. Like uh, like a, a good example is uh, that a lot of people have been talking crap because they're you know he's 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 more of a uh, like like a centrist, but uh, Tim Pool yep. uh, he has a band mm-hmm. and they're called Tim Cast, like like it's Tim Cast Music yep. or something, and they've they've already charted Billboard twice. Like three times, and artists that, that there's artists that are famous that have never gotten on the billboard. Well, that's because his, he's got a it. huge following because on his all these podcast. Went and bought it, yeah, because yeah. the following is so big. You know, millions. He of, has a, a hundred thousand people. He basically it. has a like what a, a two or three hour commercial every week. Yeah, like every. Yeah, and so he's like saying it. Yeah. Hey, go check out the song, and then all these people go download the song for like you know the lowest amount. I think he pays sixty nine cents or something. Mm. So they're buying it. So then it it charts on the billboard, but. The only reason why that's doing that is because they have such a big following yeah. of people that are just downloading the file just because they know who they are. Yeah. Not, that's another you know, one of so the artists struggles, are up man. against that. Yeah, local artists are against that struggle. Payola so, yeah. didn't go away. It just went online. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, somebody that in our kind of genre where it's like bluegrass-ish, because I, I wouldn't consider it's like pure bluegrass artists. I think, um, you know, what your hope is that is you do enough live shows or you cultivate having the, the live experience and you, your music does well on the streaming platforms uh, as like an afterthought. And we have a few, we're even like opening up for a band called uh, Eureka strings and they have a great like live, like they don't have a huge online presence, but they've cultivated a reputation to have a really great live show. So they always do really well right. whenever they go out. Places. So what I've decided, though, that is if you can get yourself to be in front of somebody and actually have the product and put it in front of them, then it sells well. Yeah. But it's finding the way to do that. Yeah. Always the marketing is always how you're going to do that. More followers equal more people will probably be at these events and stuff. So, I mean... It's a lot of work. Well, and it's, <laughs> it is a lot of work. That's dude. that's that's one thing we're figuring out too. Trying to put piece yeah. together our thing is like, how do you? Because it's already, Sorry. it's already difficult to get people out of their house. Yeah, because that's it's comfort. I'm an adult. I don't go out. I don't. Yeah, I mean, me neither. If I go out and I'm at somebody's show, I moved my schedule to do that. Yeah, and so it's like, or you probably uh, like in a situation like somehow you don't have a show that weekend. 
So just like you're giving up a night yeah. off <laughs> and like in doing somebody. Re- and that's I mean, that's my thing is like anybody that comes out to see our shows. Thank you so much, because I understand you're yeah. giving up a part of your of your life to come see us. And that's a huge that's a huge thing. Well, and it's 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 the marketing and that goes into it is like it's like anything else with sales. You got to not only find a reason, but you got to tell them that and then you gotta you gotta stick to it yeah and and mm-hmm. it's one thing we've noticed it might be a, a good idea is like the the idea of doing an online pre-sale and then tickets at the door like ten dollar pre-sale yeah. 15 at the door right. just to guarantee that money because it's like yeah. people flake so oh yeah so easy oh, it's, that's also right. the, the price point it's so funny like you know I, I know some people do this purposely where they don't put a high ticket price because they know some people will not show up yeah and you know, you, you're okay with saying it's like the uh, the Planet Fitness things. Like you're okay with a ten dollar monthly membership. You haven't been there in a year. It's like, oh well, you know, it's just ten dollars. Ten dollars falls out of your pocket every month. It's not a big deal. But if it was like sixty bucks, you're like, man, I need to get to the gym. Yeah, I, I need to either get to that gym or I need to call them and get out of this contract. Well, um, so tell us about this song that is it's it's by the time this uh, episode comes out it'll have, it'll have been out but it actually drops tomorrow uh, April 3rd proper mm-hmm. um again by the time this is out it'll have been out a week so uh take us through that a little bit it's called Hungover You is that the name yes. of it yes and, and basically man this song was just kind of like it was a bachelor party. We were there. Uh, Casey wasn't able to come, but it was at uh, Tulsa Spirit when or Spirit River Spirit Casino down there, and uh, <clears throat> it was a good time. And then uh, basically, me and my friend Chad, we were just up there. Well, the girls were doing their thing. We could see them in the pool down below, wherever. But we were sitting there writing this song, and then he actually came up with the idea. You know, he's very clever with words, so he was like. <laughs> Basically, like hung, like you're getting hung, but then we added that into like being hung over, though, you oh. know. So it was kind of a play on words, and then, and then it just kind of went from there. And then also, we started thinking about what is that? It was the hell of, wasn't this the jalapeno whiskey? Yeah, yeah, because he, he bought oh, good grief, yeah, yeah it was Ooh. a worse man, but he bought, <laughs> he bought. I didn't probably wasn't him, I think it was my uh wife's uncle bought a bottle of this. Tequila infused with cucumber and jalapenos. Ooh. And then for some reason, he was like, I want to drink that. That's my, you know, I can do that. I like jalapenos and my stuff. So he cut up some jalapenos and put in his tequila. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I just feel like that was the worst idea ever because, you know, I had the worst <laughs> bubble guts the next day. But we wrote that song and it was just kind of pieced together. And then I was watching Reno 911 and I saw that, you know. His new boot goofy. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, so like, yeah, oh yeah. That's what you're. That's okay. <laughs> that's your inspiration. I'm that's learning, my inspiration. Is, uh, I'm, learning, I'm learning about the context of this because yeah, and so it just kind of like escalated from there, and it's just like I don't know. I, I tend to write songs that are more abstract and really paint more images in other people's mind than they possibly could my own, because I may have a direct. This is it directly, you know, but it's so abstract that it makes people think maybe he's talking about this or that, you know, it's like you never really know. It's interesting, man. There's, uh, so, we, we've had a lot of songwriters and people on and it seems like everybody goes for a little different uh, angle with that. Yeah. I, I always struggle with lyrics. I'm a, I'm a guitar player. I can play the blues fairly well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but lyrics is where that's where I, I always drop the ball. You're a riff guy. I'm a riff guy. Yeah. It's like... 
uh, I remember hearing like an interview with like Chris Stapleton. It's like you have, you have to just get it wherever you can get it. Yeah. You know, it's either it's like a word. Like if somebody's saying like I'm hung over you, and he's like, oh that that's a song. Or you hear like a dee 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 dee. Was like that's a song. Or like you just be like I'm going to tell this story, and you start from A and B. You just like you know I've had I've been trying to do like make myself sit down. It's like I'm going to write a song. I'm going to wrench it out of my stomach. It's the hardest thing. It, to do. it is the hardest thing never because works. never it, ever you you will block yourself a million times. Usually, what happens? Well, I can usually I'll piece together something and it'll be garbage, and then I'll come back a week later and like I'll try to fix con- it. Like, try to fix it. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's like you know that's like what if somebody was going to approach uh, songwriting in a practical manner, that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to make it a right. sketch. You have to make it work. If you depend on you know uh, inspiration to swing by and you have hopefully have your net ready. Oh man, I, I take notes on my phone, and basically what happens is like I'll get an idea or one line, and I'll be like, "Oh man, that's cool." I read a meme, I'll be like, "Oh, we could turn that to a song," you know. <laughs> and so I'll jot down a little bit of this, and then like I'll be like, "Oh, later on, I'll be thinking." But I have ADD, so it's like constant. My brain is all over the place. Yeah. So it's like I'm constantly thinking of all these words and melodies in my head and stuff, and just piecing stuff together most of the time. And then it, I try to make it work with real music. And see what happens. It's like we're we're. Um, I think the the band is the best asset for Justin. Is that Justin has probably a thousand songs that are like half written. He's got a really great. Uh, 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 what am I trying to say? He's got a great hook, you know, in the chorus, and like a great foundation. But he just hasn't forced himself to sit down to write a second verse. Well, I always find myself writing the first verse. Yeah. Extremely awesome. And I'm like, how can I top this? Because <laughs> it's like it flows so well. You get to that second verse, you're like, well, damn. Can't outdo this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the first part sounded really good. I'm like, how can I get something better than that? And you know, I think, didn't we do that? Um, that was with, um, I don't know if we're playing that today. What's that song? Oh, God, my God. I got Hung Over You, Numb to Love, Beauty Underneath, and Russian Roulette's what y'all were. Uh, Summer Rain and Whiskey is what I was thinking. It's like, we even yeah. looked at that. It's just like, well, why don't you just sing the, the verse twice? And just change like one thing. Yeah, we did. And it was just the, the only thing that we changed is what was happening underneath it. You know, it's like we changed just the instead of like we changed the groove underneath it. Yeah, and, and then, it, I, then it's like the song's complete. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes and then I, I kind of got do. bored too during the bridge, so I was just like, let's add some woes in there and stuff, yeah. dude. Just like woo. Yeah, <laughs> add some party in there. Yeah, some party time because well, man, we I just didn't want to think anymore on it. And my head was hurting, and I was like, let's just do it. You think that's what people are thinking when they just put O's and O's? I really just think like, that's that, like, just like, it's some filler, you know? And I think like, when I people my put that in song. there, they're just like, hey, man, let's just finish it and get it out there. And they're like, let's add a little bit of this vocal solo or, you know, some O's. And there's some O's and O's, man. Yeah. You got to get, <laughs> exactly. get the vowels in there. Yeah. Um, what about these other songs before we before we set up? We'll talk about them. We got yeah. Numb to Love, uh, Beauty Underneath, and Russian Roulette. Are these newer tunes or are these a little older? Numb to Love's uh, fairly a little bit older. It's older, but it's uh, and you're probably going to hear a different version than you would hear even live because there's just three of us today. Because we normally we run five deep nowadays. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's like it's it's always been the the three of us: uh, fiddle, uh, guitar, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ken on the upright bass, and we've had uh, some rotating banjo players, but we finally found a guy uh, who's a really great banjo player, really great musician, but he's and, also a firefighter and dedicated, uh, and it, he's very dedicated, very dedicated, dedicated to a fault is what you what you really want a musician willing yeah. to go above and beyond despite their uh, <laughs> what they're getting out of it. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, because we we're five deep now, but our pockets are light now. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> that's how that works usually. Yeah, like, the more people add, the less uh, less money seems and to go. Time around. time money. Yeah, you know, so ratio. we got we got to market harder. Is what that means. Uh, but we have so. a, our banjo player, and then we just added um, our mandolin player, Ransom. He met uh, Ken at my wedding, and he's just like, "Oh, you play mandolin? Why don't you come? You know, play some shows with us?" And he's a really great mandolin player. Got mm. great timing. Like really great uh, feel and groove, which is you really uh, a mandolin player um, at their very basics. What they need to be is like a like a really great snare. You know, it's, it's the like truth. it's like they just like go, yeah, having a really great if and being able to feel like you know if it's backbeat or like helping you know keep it right on top. A, accompanying what's going on, but also keeping the snare and then drive. And so on he the, has on that the one and throw on the ones and threes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. then he, he has that, but he's also able to pop up and do leads, which helps me. Cause as a fiddle player, like that's all I'm doing is like leads. And I run out of ideas all the time. So what are we going to be hooking up here? We got the bass, we got guitar and the fiddle. The fiddle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. So, I didn't know yeah, if you're we'll going electric or what, man. I, just, I we don't either. We have, we have we're gonna figure this shit <laughs> no, out. We'll figure yeah. it out because we always do. We're gonna so figure this shit out. Yeah. Numb to love. We have a, a a recording out of out of of it out now from our last album before yeah. we added these uh, musicians. And uh, but way we're gonna do it today is a little different. So this is gonna it's gonna be nice because if you've liked the way it sounds today, uh, I don't want to say rip it from this and. And clip it, but uh, do that, and then uh, <laughs> go into our, our uh, yeah, go to the album "Sober," which is on all the streaming platforms. You can listen to it there as well. Yeah, and come see us live because it's even it's different there. It's got a little part in it that we've added. Uh, the adding the more people uh, has been good because uh, I no longer have like a, a stronger voice. I can get easily outvoted because I'm a big structure guy. I don't know about you. I know you you're a blues guy. So you probably like extended jams and solos. I like it. Do you sloppy. like to stick to the one three five? I like it sloppy. Yeah. I, I hang on the these back guys as yeah. long as possible. These guys love it sloppy, and they love to create like a a, a vibe. I and feel like it makes you a better player, honestly. You know, because I just... I would argue it just makes you a different player. It's better. <laughs> it, it, hey, what was, it's not what was necessarily that? a better player. It's just about it. Hey, it may I, be more imaginative, you know, because you you run out of ideas real quick. I so think Zappa would have something else to say about that. This is Zappa like, has yeah. this, is, this is like the tone to where it's also yeah. it's all subjective it's, yeah. yeah you know so it's it, opinion over opinion but, <laughs> overruled yeah no, i'm just kidding it's like yeah it's just like all of a sudden became four against one it's like god dang it it's like oh, well i'm here this is what he's saying see yeah. what happens well um before i mean before we get all hooked up here because we're gonna have to take a minute here you. um what are some things like coming up uh in the late spring, early summer, uh, where do we go from here? Upcoming gigs or any projects? We have a really big gig. We're opening up for Eureka Strings at Beer City Music Hall. April 28th. April 28th. Tickets are available right now. Uh, we got pre-save links and stuff on like everything online. Um, I'm sure we'll have more commercials. Yeah, we've, we've been producing a lot of content you know, <laughs> yeah. to sell. If you want to call them commercials, but you know they're they're pretty funny. So uh, you guys, uh, April twenty eighth. What is that? A Saturday? Let me look. I believe it's a Friday. Friday. Friday? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a Friday. Because that's it's right. It's sandwiched right in between uh, our Norman Music Festival. We'll do we'll do a couple of things there. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually. Next, Um, you got ahead of me. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) Are you guys you guys going to be in town for that? I forgot to tell you. He's telepathic too. That's right. (laughs) I think we're playing. Are we playing at Bison? We're playing on Thursday. We're playing at Bison, which is I don't recall the time, but. 
And then Saturday's Sunday's Blue Bonnet. Blue. No, Sunday. Oh, Saturday's Blue Bonnet. Yes, Sorry, Saturday's. Saturday's Blue Bonnet. Come on down to Norman the last week of April, y'all, and you can see this band at some point, uh, <laughs> Thursday through Saturday. It's or? all on our socials and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, it's, we'll, we're very diligent about getting, we don't necessarily have the uh, the dates and stuff memorized, but it's all it's all digital, baby. Yeah, well, and I mean, y'all aren't strangers here in Norman. I mean, yeah. y'all were just here last night at uh, Hollywood That's Corners. Right. I saw you the gig. Yes. Didn't Toby Keith jump up there with y'all? That was uh, actually, that was with, actually uh, oh, Kim yeah. was there with yeah. uh, our good old friend Will, uh, or Irwin. Billy and the Gambit. Billy oh, Irwin. Did get that right? He was so mad, too. Oh. I was pretty salty oh, yeah. about it, because I was like, damn, <laughs> yeah, we man. we play there all the time. I just want to meet Toby. Ke- and I said the week before, because we played a show, I said, man, the only thing we're missing is Toby here. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah. Well, And then shit. I was like, oh, and then he shows up next week. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy, oh, man, I just want to meet him at least once. Well, shout out to the guy, man. I know he's had a, he's had a rough rough oh, I know. last yes, year. He is. So, uh, it's good to see him back on his feet. And, Most and definitely. Getting back around at things. Well, guys, let's. Uh, I guess we can wrap up the show and then we'll set up for the for cool. the uh, play these songs. Is there any shout outs or any uh, upcoming gigs you want to make sure we hit before we get out of here? Uh, any other ones? Let, let's let have Ken look at the calendar real quick. Dun dun dun. <sighs> let's pull oh, it up. Ken, do you want me to t- name these? No, uh. just whichever. <laughs> this goes out <laughs> to my mom and my dad. Hi. <laughs> you out there I listening? Mean, uh, hey, you know, we're <laughs> playing the Oklahoma Opry on uh, April twenty second. They're good friends of ours, and we we hit up there all the time. Uh, let me see here. We're going to Toby Keith's in May. Uh, we'll be in Wichita in May, May thirteenth at Central Standard Brewing. Let's see. We're going to be at the Roots Ball in May twenty eighth down in Medicine Park. Good yep. time. We'll be back at Hollywood Corners on uh, May thirty first. Up there, May thirty first. Oh, yeah. I think it's a Wednesday. Well, that's right? right around my birthday. I'll try to get cool. out there and see you guys. I think we'll be on outdoor yeah. finally. We, we yeah. played the last, last door indoor show for the year. I'll finally get to wear just no clothes. You know? <laughs> Let's see here. And we'll be in Irving, Texas. Uh, what's that? June 23rd? Yeah. June 23rd. And that's at Mama Tried. Let's see here. Dang, you guys are booking, booking yeah. pretty good, huh? Dwayne's Place. Well, I, there's a lot more in between, but I'm just trying to give the stuff that's kind of outside of Oklahoma City. Yeah, Dwayne's yeah, yeah. Place in Tahlequah will be there on uh, July 21st. And we're playing at Lukenbach, Texas. Is that, the, what's, is that a festival? What is that? Is that it? Uh, it's just a really big venue. It's a really big venue called Lukenbach, Texas, like the song. It's okay. Yeah. Willie Nelson's, Willie Nelson's yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, shout out to him, Willie's yeah. Reserves. Yeah. Love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, that's July 29th. And yeah, I'll just say that, and we'll be yeah, that's good. Cool, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll put all that up and make sure that uh, try to make sure people know y'all are going to be out and Appreciate about. It. Or you can just yeah, go yeah. to our website botbband.com or our Facebooks, the Bottom of the Barrel Band. You'll see these goofy faces there. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, pause this and get it all set up here and play the play that we got. Hung over you out uh, out now. Um, numb to love, beauty underneath, Russian roulette. Oh, before also. Tomorrow, April third, we're dropping a music video, and that's right. We it is, it is going to be our pride and joy. It it turned out way better than it ever should have, just you know because we definitely yeah. didn't have the budget to do. And we filmed it in three hours. Yes, nice. So it, and there's lions and there's bears and what's the all sorts it, of things. Is it for the single or is it's it, for the single? Okay, yeah. for hungover you hungover and uh, could you? What's this guy's name that made it? Andre oh, Andre Graves. Uh, is yeah, the shout guy out to Andre. That he did a really guy. great job. Yeah, Andre. And Graves. he's got another guy that is his um, business partner that does the CG and stuff. But yeah, they did a really great job. They nailed it. And uh, 
Hire yeah, them. Three yeah. hours. Yeah, <laughs> hire them, man. They're oh. super awesome. So. Hell yeah. Well, uh, new single, Hung Over You, and the video is out now. I mean, by the time they hear this, it will be. Um, the video was shot by Andre Graves. What's the name of the company? Is, or is that, what he, is that the name of his company? I don't recall. Do I don't recall. He just goes by Andre Graves. Uh, he's a friend but of no. Justin's. So <laughs> we didn't go through the proper channels. We've actually had yeah. um, <laughs> filmographer, videographers mm-hmm. on here, so oh, cool. I might reach out and just yeah. say, hey, what's up? I think he's, uh, he wanted, uh, I think he's done a lot of hip-hop and, yes. and stuff like that, okay. and you want to branch out. And, yeah, he uh, does a lot of uh, hip-hop music videos. Uh, he's been doing it for a while, but also the guy that does a CG, he used to be in the military and stuff like that, so he did actual stuff for like the military commercials and stuff like that. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, we kind of ran out of time, so it's not exactly what they wanted. But it's more it's, than we deserve. It's more <laughs> than we deserve. I think you'll, you'll be, I think you'll be surprised when you watch it about how how good it is. Yeah, I was like, man, I just wish I was a better actor at this point. <laughs> I was like, shoot, man. It's like a what is it? That music video that's on Key and Peele. Where yes. it starts out with a big ass budget, and then the budget yeah. starts to go away until it's just this really really bad music video at the end. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. In my mind, well, how I think of it whenever I see it every time, I'm like, oh, man, we should have did this and this, you know? Yeah. That's but, how making albums used to be, too. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Where did, we had all this money. Where did it go? Uh, it's, the first two tracks. It's in about this 30-second yeah. mark right here. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Bottom of the barrel. Casey, Justin, yes, Kenneth, we're going to get y'all set up. We're going to play these tunes. How about that? Sounds great. All right, Sounds guys. Good. Maybe you're ready, Justin. <laughs> Papers going down like moonshine from West Virginia. I get weak in the knees every time I see ya. Double vision, wishing I could see a little clearer. Now tossing big cold bruise just won't do. I can't help it if I'm head over heels. For you, you got me in the news. I'll be hung over by the morning. Must have been important.
makes me fall in love with you.
My hand was getting tired, well, yo. Well, used to fucking ransom. We always have a dash up. <laughs> we did. Like, like, oh, He's always like, oh, like, like mm. everybody kept speeding up and slowing down, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, you just listened to a live recorded performance of Bottom of the Barrel. Bottom of the Barrel, new single, Hung Over You, drops April 3rd. It'll be out, available everywhere when when this hits your ears. It's out now. So um, you got gigs coming up at the Oklahoma Opry, April 22nd, and then at the end of the month, April 28th, at Beer City Music Hall. You can also catch them next month in Wichita and at the end of next month at Hollywood Corners. Uh, if you guys are out there and uh, you want to help us keep this show going, Jonathan, how can they do that? Okay, the uh, local earshot podcast we run on the value for value system that is time, talent, and treasure. We value everybody's time for listening. We know that there's like millions of podcasts out there you can be listening to. Um, if you're an artist or you work for the music industry and you want to be on the show, you can hit me up at john at com or Brad on our Instagram page, the local earshot. You can also hit me up on Facebook, um, and then we also have Facebook groups. Uh, we also have a link tree that's out there, so whenever we put out episodes and stuff, it's going to have all. All our links and everything uh, that leads to the third key, which is treasure. So, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go over to the website localyearshut.com. There's a tab that says donate. Uh, we take uh, crypto, cash app, Venmo, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Love y'all. See y'all. Bye bye.